seemingly out of nowhere, Missouri announced its starting quarterback for week one. But to me, this decision makes all the sense in the world. Plus, the NFL seems to be encroaching on the Tigers' territory. Let's talk about this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And thanks for telling a friend that we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to see me in glorious 1080p. But speaking of glorious, ah, Brady Cook, my favorite Tiger. Well, maybe not favorite, but you guys know I'm biased towards Brady Cook, so I was definitely excited yesterday to see the QB1 tweet sent out by the Mizzou football account yesterday, the Tigers officially announcing Brady Cook as their starter for from well three weeks from tomorrow is what I'm trying to spit out there Missouri does take the field for week one against Louisiana Tech and I just think it's an interesting bit of timing here I I can't say I was expecting this announcement to come right then based on everything that Eli Drinkwitz had been telling us and also his actions in the offseason seemed to indicate that he was wanting a prolonged quarterback battle into camp, but apparently Brady Cook has won over the team, won over the room, if you will, and has the best skill set right now, at least, to be your Missouri starting quarterback. I always believed that that was the case. I'm glad that Eli Drinkwitz has come to this conclusion, and while I sort of expected a, a Brad Smith-like announcement, meaning about five or six days up to a week before kickoff you'd probably get an announcement about who Missouri's starting quarterback is but you know what if Brady Cook is really the guy and I think he has really strong leadership capabilities well let's hand him the keys right now let's announce it publicly because this isn't Illinois you see Missouri for Brad Smith's first start for all of you who it's easy to forget because Missouri ended up winning that game relatively comfortably, Missouri was a pretty significant underdog coming into that game. The Illini were coming off a Rose Bowl appearance the year before. The Tigers were coming off another 3-8 and eight type campaign. Not much was expected of Missouri. So when the redshirt freshman quarterback, who, by the way, has a pair of legs on him that we've hardly ever seen before or since at this school – yeah, that guy took the Illini defense by surprise, for sure. Whereas Brady Cook, well, we've seen him on film before. The element of surprise is not as important here. It's also not going to be it's not going to be as relevant and it's also not going to be as important because hopefully you're going to beat the crap out of Louisiana Tech, right? Now, Missouri, I believe about a 20-point favorite last check over at betonline.net for week 1. So I wouldn't say it's impossible that that's a relatively close game or maybe even an upset. I wouldn't say it's impossible, but if that happens, my goodness, you've got a lot of problems and I don't that I don't think could be masked by simply covering your cards and not showing your hand at the quarterback position. So to me, the upside of telling everybody in the fan base, 
in the locker room, more importantly, that, hey, this is our guy. We're moving forward with him. And again, as I've said before, Brady Cook has a quiet confidence about himself, and that's not a small thing, especially at the quarterback position. You kind of have to be a leader of men at that position, and I think Cook has been around this program for long enough. He obviously, if you checked social media last night, he obviously has the respect of the most important teammates on this roster. So to me, hey, all systems are go. I'm excited to see what Brady Cook does under center in the shotgun formation for the Tigers. I think this is going to be an exciting year. And, and coming up, we're going to talk more about Missouri's projections, what the experts are thinking, what these the advanced stats think about Mizzou. But before we get there, let's talk a little television for a second and some TV business news that directly affects the Tigers. Now, if you've noticed, there's been a lot of money being thrown around, especially during the streaming television wars era. Well, football is a huge part of that. ESPN, apparently the price for Big Ten football, just a piece of Big Ten football, has now gotten so expensive that even Disney slash ESPN has balked at the price. Well, part of that is because you've got big-time players that previously were not in the broadcasting space. Most notably, Amazon are coming in, and, well, now Amazon Prime Video owns the Thursday night NFL package. Well, here's another deal that they're going for now. It appears that in 2023, not this coming year, but the following season, it appears that there's going to be a Black Friday NFL football game. And Amazon going to be paying something upwards of $100 million a year just to air this one football game. So that's extraordinary, number one. And it just shows you the absolute power of not only football, but especially the NFL. Well, unfortunately, Black Friday, you can maybe see where this is going. Obviously, the last few seasons, Missouri and Arkansas have played on Black Friday. They've basically had a national TV audience in the afternoon all to themselves. Well, that's probably going to change. And if you thought, well, maybe the NFL will air this game on a Thursday night, or excuse me, on a Black Friday night instead of afternoon, well, there's a couple reasons not, that's not going to happen. Number one, legally, there's been a long-standing antitrust ruling that basically says the NFL cannot play games on a Friday night. They don't want them competing with high school football. Now, on one hand, high school football throughout most of the country is going to be finished by that point, but still, I just don't see the NFL going there. And secondly, there's not a lot of upside for them to challenge that. If they can simply play in a Friday afternoon and, and usurp this antitrust ruling, well, why wouldn't they do that? Especially in a world where, guess what, Friday night is the absolute death spot for television. Friday night, Saturday night, with the exception of Saturday Night Live, can you tell me a lot of programs throughout the years that have been successful on either one of those slots? Well, yeah, I can't think of any either. So, therefore, I just don't see that happening for a couple reasons. Yeah, this definitely affects Missouri. I don't like it, honestly. Now, Missouri and Arkansas and whoever their television partner is, if, it, if it's ESPN in 2023, I'm not even sure. I, I don't know 
exactly who the the partner for that game is going to be at that point. But whoever it is, I don't think they're going to want to move that game to a Friday night either. So perhaps this Friday tradition could be coming to an end. I, I just don't see that game being as attractive from a broadcast partner's perspective if you don't have that that time slot essentially to yourself. You're competing with the NFL. That's a tough road to hoe, and it's going to really severely impact the ratings for that game. So if come 2023, Missouri and Arkansas are no longer on a Black Friday, well, this is probably the reason. Blame Jeff Bezos. Now, your expectations for the 2022 Missouri Tigers certainly may vary, but let's take a look at what Football Outsiders has to say about Missouri. What's the range? What's the ceiling? What's the floor? What's the most likely outcome? Let's check it out. They're my favorite advanced statistical outlet. But first, I do want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. As fall comes around here, I know a lot of people are looking to hire. And there's certainly a lot of jobs available on the market right now. But the question is, how do you find the right people? Well, it's LinkedIn Jobs. It's quite simple because when you create a post there, you know that you are reaching your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people with their tools like screening questions makes it so much easier to narrow your candidates down to exactly who you want to prioritize and interview and then hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. In fact, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know nearly every week, excuse me, did you know every week nearly 400 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? We'll post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Before I get into Missouri's advanced statistical projections for this season from Football Outsiders, by the way, I'm looking at their F-plus metrics. Just quickly, when it comes to college football in particular, well, a lot of the predictive projections, a lot of it's based on not necessarily what you have on your roster this season. It's based on what you've done recently. So in other words, hey, if you've been good the last few years, well, chances are you're probably going to be good again and vice versa. Now, if you want to quibble with this, I would advise you to look at who's been in the college football playoff the last few seasons and who is in the top AP top four right now. Let's take a look. Oh, it's Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama notably. Weird. They're never in the playoff, are they? So there is some truth to all of this, but if you're a Missouri fan, there's still obviously reasons to believe that you can improve and things can get better. And of course, sometimes things can get worse than expected as well. Well, what usually changes these types of things? Hey, a new quarterback. Well, there's reason for hope if you're a Missouri fan. Also, obviously, you ex- you change your defensive coordinator you change your offensive coordinator, certainly your head coach, something like that. Well, those can those can cause massive, massive changes in the in the in the trajectory of a college football program, without question. But by the way, just as an aside, for all you USC Trojan fans out there, 
I wouldn't be expecting a national championship in year one, though. Let's maybe pump the brakes a little bit. I found it hilarious, by the way, that USC has the fifth best national championship odds over at betonline.net at 14 to 1. Well, their F-plus projections has them as the 60th best team in the country. Wow, that is a massive, massive difference, isn't it? And just for context, hey, guess what? I just said USC is projected to be 60th. Well, your Missouri Tigers projected by F-plus to be the 56th best team in the country, just ahead of USC and just behind the other USC, the South Carolina Gamecocks over in Columbia East. So that gives you an idea of where they expect the Tigers to be. And just for some more context, that's quite a bit better than the Tigers were last year. Again, this is projections for 2022. Well, the F-plus metric, their actual ratings at the end of last season, the 73rd best team in the country were the Tigers. So what's the difference? It's mostly defense. Because, if you again, let's explain something about projections here. More often than not, your offense is going to be fairly steady. In other words, if you're a good offensive team, hey, you're probably going to be a pretty good offensive team the next year. And generally, that's going to be true for defense, too. However, defense is much, much more volatile from year to year in terms of performance. So what am I trying to say here? Well, last season, Missouri was 59th in offense and 101st in defense at the end of the season. A lot of that 101st, of course, was Missouri being historically bad to start, especially against the run, to start the first half of the season. Well, one reason that generally defense is volatile is because, well, there's a lot of changes. There's no quarterback, for instance, that is going to be around for three or four years that's going to guide you to a certain level of play. And also, just quite honestly, if you're a team like Missouri, you're a high major team in the Southeastern Conference, the odds of you being a hundredth or worse for multiple years is, is pretty low. We're going to need to see that baseline for a while. So naturally, the numbers are going to project the Missouri defense to be quite a bit better than they were last year. Now, 73rd is nothing to really write home about. If Missouri can maybe get closer to the top 50 in defense, well, now suddenly you're looking at something a little bit more interesting. I also think offensively, Missouri projected to be about as good as they were last year. That makes sense, but I think all of us as Missouri fans can also maybe look beyond the numbers a little bit and realize, boy, the quarterback play just wasn't up to snuff the second half of the season. Perhaps even by his own admission, Eli Drinkwitz play calling wasn't up to snuff the second half of last season. He's only a 39-year-old guy, his third year as a head coach at Missouri. There's still plenty for him to learn. He can get better. Brady Cook can be an improvement at the quarterback position. So yeah, if Missouri can get, say, into the top 30 offensively, maybe top 50, 55 or so defensively, now you're suddenly looking like a team that's solidly in a bowl game, maybe even knocking on the door of the top 25 a little bit. Now, one of the first things I look at when I look at the football outsiders almanac, I tend to get that book each and every year for the past decade or so. Well, I go immediately to your projected win probabilities. And based on football outsiders, the range, you've got just 
you basically you've got nine and three and three and nine are your your ceiling and your floor. Both are about equally likely. According to Football Outsiders, a three percent chance Missouri goes nine and three, but also a three percent chance they go three and nine. I would personally say four and eight is probably the floor, but again, about the same odds to go eight and four and four and eight, according to Football Outsiders, both about a, at about a ten percent chance. So the lion's share of the odds, vast majority, well over fifty percent chances, Missouri's either going to go five and seven, six and six, or seven and five, and each of those outcomes is about as likely. But I will say, despite the fact that on paper, hey, five and six, six and six, seven and five, it's all about the same. I, sh- I should say five and seven. I believe I said five and six there. That may not look all that different on paper, but I think Missouri fans will feel a hell of a lot different at seven and five than five and seven. It just shows you how thin the margin really is. There's a lot of a lot of teams in this conference that, while Missouri is projected to be maybe behind South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, those type of teams, the gap really isn't all that wide. Certainly not that wide between Missouri and Kansas State. So, if that makes you nervous. I'm not sure if it makes you feel better. I don't know. But to me, the narrowness of the margin between 5-7 and seven and 7-5 seven and five this season, that actually does make me a little bit nervous. Key season for Missouri, but I think 2023 will really tell the tale. And coming up, what does Michael Sam, the former SEC Defensive Player of the Year, have in common with the nature boy Ric Flair? Well, I'll tell you, coming right up after these messages. Now, if you happen to be a professional wrestling fan like myself, well, you're no doubt aware that Ric Flair had his, quote, last match this past weekend. And if you want to chuckle at that statement, who could really blame you? Because, well, this is not exactly Rick's first last match, if you will. Professional wrestlers, boxers, fighters of all kinds, any of the combat sports, they're well known for having multiple retirements, but at 73 years old, it sure seems like Ric Flair has probably hung up his boots for real this time. But regardless, you might be wondering, especially if you're a fan or or perhaps you have no idea, maybe you think professional wrestling's stupid, you're probably wondering, God, what is this 73-year-old man doing trying to relive his glory days? Is he that hard up for money? Whatever it might be. But I think the reality of the situation is if the question is why did Ric Flair have one more match, well, it's because he wanted to. It's because it makes him happy, because it makes him feel alive. It gives him a a, a jolt that really nothing else in the world can. And I think Michael Sam, something very similar there. Michael Sam obviously had given up football for a few years. When the NFL thing didn't work out, The Canadian football thing didn't really work out either. Maybe Michael wasn't in the best headspace. This is all coming from a recent ESPN interview, by the way, that that Michael did with with Chris Conley, who also interviewed Michael when he first came out came out as a as a gay openly gay man years ago, following that that famous Missouri 2013 football season. Obviously, Michael was then later drafted by the St. Louis Rams in 2014. But now, the story, this time from Chris Conley, is that Michael is back on the football field, playing for a pro professional team 
in Germany, in fact, where Michael had been an, had been an assistant coach for a while, but then a spot opened up on the roster, and and here Michael is playing in in front of less than a thousand people. You know, not exactly making a ton of money, I'm sure, but he seems quite content. He seems very happy to be just back on the football field, just doing, just sort of rediscovering that love for the game, and I'm sure. Some part of him has been awakened, for sure. Some part of him that had maybe been dormant in his time away from the football field and been reawakened. So my point is, is what do what do Michael Sam and Ric Flair have in common? Well, they just want to go out and do what they love to do, regardless of how many people are watching or how many people think, oh, they're, they should be above this because at one point – you know, Sam was an SEC Defensive Player of the Year, and and Ric Flair, obviously a multi multi time world champion, considered by some to be the greatest of all time in his sport and his in his endeavor, whatever you want to call it. Well, I just think that we as people maybe should take our values and expectations out of other people's decisions, especially when hey. They're not hurting anybody whatsoever. I'm frankly happy for Michael Sam. I'm happy that Ric Flair got through his match. Everybody seemed to have a good time. And hey, he's no worse for the wear, it doesn't seem. So two thumbs up to Michael Sam. I'm glad to see that after he admittedly has struggled with you know, some depression. For sure, at times it seems like he's in a better place. Obviously, that's a, a continuing a continuing deal for for every human being is trying to find sort of contentment, purpose, and all that good stuff. So, Michael Sam, good luck to you. I know as a Missouri fan, really enjoyed watching your your just your progression as a football player. A guy who was a walk on at one point. I just remember thinking, you know, this Michael Sam, he's he's turned into a pretty doggone good football player. And then all of a sudden, gosh, I think this guy can start for us. And then by the time he's a senior going, holy crap, this guy might be an All-American. You know that you just don't see that kind of progression very much. So really, it was a joy watching Michael Sam play football. So I'm just really happy to, to hear that hopefully he's in a better headspace these days. And if that's by playing in front of 500 people in Germany, all the more power to him. So with all that being said, if you can't get enough football, and really who can this time of year, Check out Locked on SEC. Every day, Chris Gordy has you covered with local experts from Locked on. They take you across the SEC in less than 30 minutes a day. Once again, that's Locked on SEC. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.